The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Mullen Labe Cigars. Every man dies, not every man really lives. It's a movie line. It's the fundamental principle by which this premium, organic, small batch cigars are made. Their tobacco has a 200-year-old generational line and is grown in soil free from GMOs, fertilizers, and pesticides. Mullen Labe Cigars are produced in small batches, and when they are gone, they're gone. Their work is marked by an outpouring of skill and pride. The result is a cigar that defines the luxury smoking experience one worthy of your finest moments. Celebrate your biggest victories with Maolave Cigars. Shop today at M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com or check out the link on the BVB Discord channel. Maolave Cigars, don't wait to experience something great. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Twelve I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Wednesday, Brigade. What is up? Welcome in to another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Matt Perot, Dave Sherapin, live on YouTube and Twitter, replay on Sports Grid. Little Christmas color action you guys got going on today with the oh, red yeah. and the green. In July, Christmas in July is going on all over the country. People like to take your money in July, get you ready for the holiday season way too early. How are you on this Wednesday, my friend? What the hell are you talking about? Christmas in July. What are you talking about? You ever heard of that? Christmas in July? Yeah, I have. Okay. I don't know but if that applies to us, but what are you wearing the Buccaneers hat for today? Because it's, uh, I guess today would be the official end of Tom Brady's career because now it's official. So, Oh, we, we're, we can be done talking about them. And all players things. are now saying publicly that Tom has told them that they're done. Tom's not coming back. So we're going to, we're going to end. Thank you. Was really worried about having to move the odds or something, you know, because Tom Brady was coming back and going to take a team to the playoffs or the Super Bowl or any of that other stuff. Woo, that's good. Um, yeah, everything's good. We're 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 getting ready to go. We uh, we're booking guests for tomorrow, lining the shows up tomorrow. Big show tomorrow. Uh, big show today. Scott Van Pelt, by the way, just got announced. Just I guess reportedly took over on Monday Night Countdown. Oh, how about that? Wow. His days of doing late night TV are nearly kaput. You think so? He's, I mean, he said it. He said, I'm not doing this job in three years. He might not be doing that job in the fall. Mm. I mean, how can you can't do Monday night countdown and do the night show? It doesn't work. Not on Monday. 
Well, no, that shows on the road, though. You travel. Right. So he don't so work he, Monday and Tuesday. That's, <laughs> you know, he works Monday night countdown, but he don't do sports center Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe now. Ooh. That's a lot. Yeah. I, that's he, he would be transitioning away. I thought, I really thought Laura Rutledge was going to wind up winning, getting that job. Mm. Scott Van Pelt beat her out and he got that job for, for that spot. That's like the, you know, arguably one of, if not the biggest spot for ESPN right now. Is it? Yeah. That pre halftime and post game slot for ESPN, just audience size wise. That's, Huge. All right. I'll so, take your word for it. Big job. I mean, think <laughs> about it. People watching NFL football is only one place to watch Monday night to watch the, you know, Monday night on ESPN. So the pregame show is huge. The halftime show is huge. Used to be huge. I don't know how huge it is anymore. I don't know how many people watch it. That's part of the reason why it's, um, you know, the, the space is changing the way it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people, I mean, it's still, it's, maybe it's not as big as it once was, but it's still a standalone football game. It's still going to be a very big spot that they're paying for, you know, obviously the, the, the rights for it in insane amounts of money. So, right. Just interesting little start to the day there coming up uh, with that. Okay. So let's get to baseball kind of right out of the gate here. Cause last night was just one of the craziest nights. If you were watching the lines and watching the games, you were on sports grid we haven't seen 12 teams score double digits since 1894. Yep. We saw it last night with 12 teams getting into the double digits. I mean, incredible live totals in the 28 and a half range for the Braves and the Diamondbacks. So here's the scores from yesterday. Milwaukee, Philadelphia, 4-3. 11-10, Giants, Reds. 16-13, a football game broke out, Arizona-Atlanta. 5-2 in St. Louis over the, over the Marlins. 17-3, another football score. Falls 14, the Cubs beat the Nationals. 5-3, Texas beat Tampa. Texas is coming, big business. We can see it. Kansas City comes back and wins 11-10 over Detroit. Yankees go down again to the Angels, 5-1. 3 nothing Oakland over Boston. How did that happen? Minnesota, 10-3, another football score. How does that keep happening? 10-1, um, to one, Cleveland beat the Pirates. This has just not been a very good week for the Pirates at all. Since the end, 10-3, <laughs> the Dodgers beat Baltimore. Another football score, albeit a first half. 9-1. Musgrove over Toronto and Manoa's return. Terrible return for Alec Manoa. Mm. Another 11 to 10 score. I can't remember seeing two 11 to 10 scores on the same day. So random. But the Mets beat the White Sox 11 to 10. And then a random 4-3 comeback. Or Colorado beat Houston as a huge dog. Go through those numbers. And all right, obviously one is a lot of overs. <laughs> but two, your question in the rundown was one that I think is an obvious question, but the answer is simple. Do, do the books adjust anything? Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Nothing changes today. Nothing changes today. Okay. No, but I mean, the runs are up. Everything is up. I used to love the bet baseball unders. I don't love betting baseball unders anymore. It is dangerous. I mean, we, I mean, 4.58, the 
runs per game. I mean, it's approaching record territory here in terms of what we're seeing per team. This is not per game. This is per team. Correct. Are scoring nearly five runs a game. So if you take a quick look at the odds board today, you got eight and a half, a nine, a 10 and a half in Cincinnati where the totals have been high, a 10 in Atlanta between Arizona and the Braves. A nine and a half, a nine and a half, an eight and a half, an eight and a half, an eight and a half. Somehow there's a seven and a half in Seattle. I don't know why. Um, eight and a half in Pittsburgh today. Nine, 12. 12 and a half in Colorado. Which We're is typical. Back, baby. Yeah. Nine and nine. Piro, the days of the seven and a halves. Maybe bye bye. There so, may not even be eights without juice under. But that's I mean, an adjust, but that's an adjustment, is it not? It is. But look at that. You got to look at the pitching uh, matches, right? Like, look at the names today. I mean, there's a lot of names that either you don't know or you only right. see spot starts and this and that. It's not Aces Day, right? So, um, yes, this is what probably an adjustment on days like this when the fours and fives go. You know, if you're if you're if you if we're sitting in a room and we're debating between eight and a half or nine, it's nine automatic. Okay, that that may be the adjustment. And baseball wanted this. I mean, this is mission accomplished, right? This is what they were hoping for: shorter games, more offense, bigger bases, no shift, DH in both leagues. This is what Manfred wanted, right? This is the Frankenstein creation that he was hoping to get. If the games aren't longer, yes. You don't want longer games. That was the first order of business. We got to get the game to three hours or less. It has to be inside of three hours. We can't have games. You know, we want them two and a half. Fits into the TV window perfect. You know what I'm saying? Mission accomplished. Um, Apparently, the people all like more scoring in everything. Yeah. NFL, giving me more scoring. Right. I mean, the, the 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 game last night didn't make any sense between the Diamondbacks and the Braves. I bet first five over six, it hit in the first inning. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like, excuse me, like that's the easiest first five over. We were talking about, you're like, man, six, yikes. They scored seven in the first inning. It was five, two after one. Correct. <laughs> like yeah. it was just, and that was like, okay, let's see how crazy it gets. And then it just was like a ping pong going back and forth. And then it was a 16-13 win. For the Diamondbacks, they won on the run line. I mean, they 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 cleared everything. That was I had multiple bets on that game, both sides plus a run and a half. I didn't even know what I needed at one point. <laughs> I know I ended up with more money in my account than I had when I started, so that was good. Um, when that game came on, we were watching it, and I saw the in-game total go right to twenty-one and a half. Seven runs in the first inning it went right to twenty-one and a half. We were on. I said, "Go over." I said, "What are you talking about?" I said. I don't think they're done, even close to done scoring, because they left the starters in. Right. So they were going to get a second crack at them. <laughs> if they get more runs, they were going to leave them in again. Like they weren't. They were like, all right, we're gonna. It's going to be a slugfest. Yeah, you got to wear. So tell these pitchers, you're just going to wear it tonight, bud. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, it's one of those things when you have a total like that and you bet on it. I said it on the air uh, yesterday. The only thing that can l- cause you to lose is Mother Nature and a rainstorm. You're like, please don't rain. 
I ain't got nothing to worry about. I got the over six. It's seven runs in the first. Just don't rain. Now, let so. me ask you this, because in hockey, we spent a good amount of the season talking about first period gifts, first period overs, yeah. Edmonton game overs. Yeah. Vegas became a very good bet in the second half of the year on the road. We saw on the other side, like Minnesota and Dallas were very good bets at home to the under, but even Minnesota started to get going on the road where they started to become automatic overs. When we get to the playoffs, does this revert back to typical playoff baseball or are we going to see more offense than we're used to in the postseason? Um, Cause I think it goes back to three to two baseball. All-star game like that. Yes, I agree. We've got to find out about the baseballs. Don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody they, that's the joke on Twitter right now is that, Oh, so Manfred's back to juicing the ball again. I see. <laughs> so Dave's Derby picks, uh, Dave's daily picks. I mean, in the chat just said, uh, maybe they put the home run Derby balls. They all the ones they had left over into the circulation this week. Um, possible. I mean, because uh, it can't, I mean, it's this easy. Like balls are, they're, they're getting runs. It's not just home runs either. No, that's the best part about it. Well, Tani leads the leads the game in triples. <laughs> Guy <laughs> runs like a deer. So it's I mean, graceful watching him run. He turned around first base, perfect turn, and I was like, "He's going three. Cruises into three, standing up, triples and home runs and strikeouts too. No, he's not leading the league in strikeouts. Is he? No, he's leading, leading the league in opposing batting average. It's absolutely. That's what he leads, what he leads the league, <laughs> leads the league in. You know, but that's going to be my big question because I assume that playoff baseball looks like the all-star game. I'm not positive because some of these teams have one or two starters and then that's it. And behind it is not great pitching. Right. And we could see more offense later in these series. Maybe game one, game two is low scoring, but then game three, four, five could be just absolute home run derby. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching a pirate game. I got it on right now. Sorry if I'm distracted. Someone asked me if I'm breaking important news. Though. I'm hoping the pirates can tie this game up. They're down four, one in the fifth. Ah, okay. That's what I'm watching. What was your play today? Um, Over game. game. Okay. Yeah. Eight. Um, No, because I had to, it was guesswork. As I had to do it the day before over eight. I just guessed. I just said over whatever it is. Uh, we just Turned got a text. Eight and a half. We yeah, gonna, I, we get, we're getting texts. We're getting texts about what is that? I, well, I Stuart, Stuart just said, Matt and Dave all went well with my surgery. I'm booking my flight for Vegas. Just want to make sure you guys are good with the meetup, but Stuart is coming to town to sign up for the proxy service, but he was where he had a procedure done uh, this week on the 17th. And so we were, we were texting with him, hoping everything was going to go well for him. So it looks like oh, he's in the clear. Okay. So that's good news. So Stuart will be he here in town. That's going to be great to meet him. So we just got that text message. We'll get to the brigade proxy service text line here a little bit later on the program, but Excellent. good to see that he, that he's, he's going to be okay. So, I mean, what's the feeling from a pirate fan perspective right now, you guys just gave your number one. Oh, you froze. Right when you got to the good news about the pirates, you froze. Oh, sorry. Very serious face. Look at that You're serious back? face. Are you back now? You're, You're back? back. Okay. You're so Paul signed a $9.1 million record 
signing bonus for yes. the first pick overall. Yes. His teammate, the second pick from LSU, hasn't signed yet. So good job by the Pirates taking the easier guy to sign. Yes. Well, and but the pitcher. Is, is that the – do you feel better about that now? Like you've got some hope coming down the pike. So this year, it's about the future. It's not so much about this year anymore for the Pirates. Uh, I don't know about all that. I'm just glad he signed. Like that's just first and foremost, like let's get the guy signed and let's worry about. He's coming up fast. Is he not 9.1 million for a signing bonus means he needs to contribute quickly. There's no need to contribute. If this continues the way it's going this year, I bring, I disagree with you. I bring him up in September. I put him right to the big league club. I start the clock immediately. (sighs) Let's go. You got a guy who's throwing 101 miles per hour, can throw 120 pitches in a game. No need to waste the waste the arm in the minors. I don't Get know. He's young enough that it's not going to matter. We're going to waste it in the majors, and they're going to start the clock counting. I don't <laughs> know. If, it's neither here nor there. I'm just glad he signed. Yep. The the trip out west here coming up. That'll be the final. Not nail in the coffin for me for the pirate season, but. They somehow win today, come out west, take two of three from the Angels and two of three from the Padres, go four and two on that trip. His wishful thing is wishful thing. Ah, I mean, that's what I'm hoping. That would be great. And, you know, or they go one and five and, you know, I start the work for Pitt football, Penn State football and all the other stuff, Steelers and all that other crap. And then they worry about the rest of the, the division. So it's exciting that they got the guy and they got the guy that's going to be, I mean, he's going to be the cornerstone of the staff. If everything yes. goes right, you take a number one pitcher, number one overall, there's your race. But yeah. unfortunately, you know, like I think Garrett Cole was the same thing and he's in the Yankees, <laughs> you know, like just Chris Benson back in the day went to Clemson. It was the same thing. They brought him right up. He looked uh, he looked okay for the Pirates and then went on to success in other teams. I hope we're not in that situation again. I, I, I'm i excited. $9 million signing bonus. How about that for baseball? That's inc- Is that a lot? It's, it's a record. It's most ever. So again, when they tell you they, they don't have the money, <laughs> why do they always have the money? Well, because you guys are building that across the street from your park, you're building that very expensive $112 million. I think I read that they're building across the street from the park, from PNC park retail. Yeah. I forget what it's called. High park, high something, high life park. Mm. That they're going over. I don't know. I mean, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of bars and restaurants there now. No, it's it's supposed to look like the Braves. It's got a gigantic, huge. It's supposed to open next season, twenty twenty five. It's supposed to after next season, it's going to open, and it's going to be a totally revolutionize that part of Pittsburgh, and bring people down there for not just the games, but for all for a bunch of reasons. Mm. So they're trying to coordinate all of that with the team getting good. The idea is that the Pirates are supposed to contend in twenty twenty five. That's the goal. 2025. I want to contend next year. You're not going to contend next year. Yeah. It's 2025 is what you're projected. That's everything's going to open up then. That's where they have the new area around the ballpark. I guess they're they're putting a new scoreboard as well oh. in 2025. Really? Yeah. 
So, and there's some people who are angry in your, in your native town because they want that money put into the team, not put into the ballpark. People have been saying this for years. I mean, the ballpark is amazing. The area around it has been developed, but not fully. Yeah. There's, there's an outdoor amphitheater right next to it. They do a lot of shows there and a lot of things. And it's in the same, I mean, one block apart from Heinz Field or Akersher Stadium. Sorry. It'll always be Heinz Field to me. Yeah. But it's all right there. So that's good. That's good. I mean, that's what Travis does. Travis developed the area around the the, the Penguins when he worked the Penguins. Yeah. Um, you know, and they brought him to New York to do the same thing up there uh, for the Islanders. And then he came back and he's doing the same thing for the Pirates. This is what he does in addition to building, you know, hopefully a, a really good baseball team. Mm. It's something. Sorry, that was my fault. Didn't mean to cut you off. Dave got mad. He ran away. No, I'm kidding. He just went to, he went to go, go get a hat. <laughs> I pressed the Otani watch thing too fast for him to roll. I think he's looking for an Angels hat, my guess is what he's doing. Am I right? I am wrong. Blasted me right out of there. Sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> I was waiting for you I was to like, pause. Boom! I was waiting for you to pause. And then you paused, and then I was hitting I was hitting the Atani watch liners. I was like, then you came back like, oh, where'd you go? I thought you were gonna get an angel's hat. Uh okay, we talked about this a little bit last night, but let's get into this because this is a fascinating debate. Yes. Can Shohei Otani win the American League MVP? If he is traded either inside the league or outside of the league, Otani come the end of July will have played somewhere in the neighborhood of hundred, 105 games in an angels uniform. Yep. He's minus 750 to win the American league MVP. The next closest competitor is 19 to one in Corey Seager. Yes. To win the American league MVP. This is a voted on award. This is entirely up to the voting committee, if you will, to who gets this MVP award if Otani gets traded. I sent you those rules yesterday. Yep. How you vote on this. There, it, it, essentially, I don't need to post it. It's whatever they want. There are no rules. There's no rules? None. There's kind of rules. No, there's no rules. It's what if you're a voter, you get to just, you, you have a very vague flimsy type of explanation as to what you can and cannot do to vote. <laughs> I mean, there's no criteria. I mean, literally there's no solid criteria on any of this stuff about what you can do to vote for an MVP candidate. I mean, the, the criteria is. Can I rule? Go, go right in. Yep. I, I have, I have it right here. I just pulled yep. it up. There is no clear cut definition of what most valuable means. It is up to the individual voter to decide who was the most valuable player in each league to his team. The MVP need not come from a division winner or other playoff qualifier. Okay, I would that's change paragraph that. one. I would change that immediately, but that's 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 number one. Paragraph yeah. one. Number paragraph two. The rules of the voting remain the same as they were written on the first ballot in 1931. Number one, actual value of a player to his team that is strength of offense and defense. Number two, number of games played. Number three, 
general character, disposition, loyalty, and effort. Number four, former winners are eligible. And number five, members of the committee may vote for more than one member of a team. That sounds like Otani can win it. Oh, of Does course he could. A hundred percent. I don't think he would win the AL MVP if traded to the National League. Who going to get it? Seager. Well, we should bet him now. Yes. 19 to 1. I don't believe if Shohei Otani goes to the National League, I do not believe that if Corey Seager is playing on the Rangers and they are going in the middle of a brawl for the American League West, going trying to get, you know, one of the top seeds in the American League, if Otani gets sent to the Dodgers, where he's around all that talent, mm. the MVP award is going to go to some somebody else, and it's probably going to go to Corey Seager. So, American League MVP, Otani, minus 750, Corey Seager, plus 19 to 1. Okay. Did you see the jump after that? It goes to like 30, right? Kyle Tucker, 35 to 1. Yeah. Boba Shet, 35 to 1. Wander Franco, or Franco, depending how you like to say it, 40 to 1. Randy Rosarina, 40 to 1. Then the numbers get absurd. Luis Robert Jr., 45 to 1. Marcus Simeon, 65 to 1. Adley Rushman, 85 to 1. Even Jose Ramirez in Cleveland at 100 to 1. Vlad Guerrero, 120 to 1. Should we not be looking to take a shot? What if I mean, you traded? I look, it, for starters, he has to be traded to the National League. Okay. If well, he yeah, gets, if he traded, gets traded to the American League, if the he can win it, pull this off. He's, he wins the American League MVP. It's done. Or Seattle or, or Texas. Seattle. Okay. I mean, big business wants him to go to Texas. So everyone, bad. everyone is going to be in play. You'd be an idiot not to. All right. This is like a Miss America going ahead, opening up her DMs for anybody who wants to date her. Okay. Like everyone's going to go after it. Okay. They're all going to submit some type of proposal to say, hey, <laughs> well, what about this? Now they'll narrow it down. Yeah. Art Moreno allegedly has been telling people he's not going to trade him. Right. I'm not trading him. I'm not trading him. Allegedly. I mean, there's, there is so much of a smoke screen being fired around right now between agents and players and managers and GMs. Like I don't believe any of this right now, any report that comes out between now and the trade deadline. I'm not believing any of it. My oh. guess tells me the angels are listening to every offer presented. They're going to do their due diligence. They're going to listen to it all. It doesn't mean they pull the trigger, but they're going to listen to it all. If he doesn't get traded, he goes to like minus 10,000. Like he's winning the MVP period. If August one comes, whatever, whatever number you want up there, Otani's winning the MVP award. Even if he gets hurt, he's winning the MVP award. As long as he's still playing in the American league and with the angels, even more so. Yeah. So you have to assume he's getting traded to make the bet. So if you are assuming he's getting traded, then I think you have to at least look at Corey Seager because of what he's done this year for the Rangers. Right. And I think he becomes the pick that the media, the voters will go with because he will play. As you mentioned, there is a games clause in that he will play 160 some odd games for the Rangers and Otani will have played a hundred for the angels. 
Oh, yeah. No, it, I, if Otani gets traded in the National League, he's not winning. I would agree. And yeah. he's not winning the National League MVP either. Because no. That would be an injustice to Acuna. Agreed. Who's the same number as Otani today in some places, minus 650 or minus 750. Or Mookie Betts or Freddie Freeman. I mean, there's not. They're, 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 yeah. He's yeah. not going to win it over them. Right. Who play 150. If he gets traded, he ain't winning it. Yeah. He's out. And so if you're a book, Mr. Bookmaker. Yeah. We were talking about this off the air last night, but what's the defense for this? What What do you do if people start to come in? You start lowering the odds on Seager? Yeah. Just in, just in case? Oh, for sure. What's the, what's the worst that can happen? He don't get traded, you move him back up. Right. <laughs> right. And and you know all that money you're taking on Seager's, you're pocketing it. So uh, that's, what I, that's what I the mean. Odds, the odds right? don't matter. I mean, you could put Seager at 10 to 1, 8 to 1, 6 to 1. doesn't matter. People come in hammering it and betting it. If Atani's not traded, you're keeping all of it. Yeah, but that's why you don't even have to move it too. Or you could take on yeah. the risk right now, right? And say move Seager up to twenty-five to one. I don't think he's getting traded. Well, you got to play. I think you have to play defense in case he gets traded. I think. Well, you, you can to. play offense. Move it up. Go get oh. the Seager money. If I don't, th- if we're running the book and I don't think he's getting traded, you don't think he's getting traded. We put our money where our mouth. How do you know though? Up. You have to know that for a fact. We don't know. Nobody knows. Oh, that's a gamble. I like it, but it's a gamble. You know, that's the. Can anyone else in the American League win it other than Seager? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think if Seager were to get hurt and then you have a run, like, you know, hypothetically, there is a, um, you know, if there's a situation in play where I'm trying to think who else could make a run, like, I don't know, could right, could they, if the Orioles caught the Rays, could you see? A catcher who is behind the plate, switch hitter. You know, if he takes him to the number one seed, could you see Rushman getting it? No. No? All right. I don't think so. But I can't see anybody in the – I can't see either Blue Jay option coming in, Bouchette or Vlad. Right. I don't know. That's that's. I mean, Vlad is 120 to one. Devers cool. is 150 to one, 200 to one. Judge is still on the list. There should be an investigation into a sports book that has Aaron Judge on the list to win the MVP. There's, Just take the money. You should not be taking bets on a, on Aaron Judge to win the MVP. <laughs> Just saying, take him off the list. Fair. It's not right. People shouldn't be allowed to bet that because he can't win. He's not even playing, and nobody knows when he's coming back. But here, he here's ten dollars at two hundred to one. Stop. They got off the list. I know you're watching the show. I don't know. I mean, I think there's. I I don't know. I mean, Seager's the odds on. I really can't make too strong of a case for anybody else. Other than Seager. Mm. If healthy. There's, there's guys listed, but I mean, big business just came in and said Seager's not even qualified for at bats yet. He will be, though, by the time we get there. Yeah, he should be fine. Yeah. But qualified for what? We just told you there's no at-bat qualification for the MVP. There is no qualification. It's whatever you want. If you play one game in maybe the American League. champion, maybe that's what he's that's what. He's oh, okay. Doing. That's fine. But one. Big business. Says, I wait till Seager gets called. Qualified for what, big business? Yeah. I mean, qualified for what? I mean, there is no rules as to what you vote the criteria in your own head. Really? I mean, if you play right. one game in the American League, you're eligible to win the MVP award. Right. 
Like you're an American League player with one game. Okay. Even if not, even if you play in both leagues, you're still, Otani can still win the American League MVP playing in the National League. That is eligible. He can do that. I just don't think he's going to be able to win it because the voting public, the voting you know panel won't give it to him. Right. But he could. That's possible. Mm. I mean, how about how about that conversation? Oh. Hey, Otani is with the Dodgers, but we're going to give him the American League MVP award because he, what he did in April, May, June, and July was so spectacular that you know August and September in the National League doesn't really matter. That blows up the whole award. I don't I want agree that conversation. With that. that blows up the whole. Award but you know now. what? The whole thing should be blown up because in 2018, Mike Trout had no business winning the MVP over Mookie Betts. So. I've always said the MVP. I'm mad about that. I'm pissed. I will be. I will be mad about that until they change their criteria. <laughs> Mookie Betts played in meaningful baseball, led the Red Sox to a World Series championship, while Mike Trout didn't play in a single meaningful game after July the first. And they gave it to him because of his historic WAR number. He was so great. The team sucked. They were awful. And yet Mike Trout wins the MVP. But Mookie Betts is playing in September baseball that mattered in, in carrying the Red Sox offense in September, into October, into a championship. Yeah, the MVP was Mike Trout. Yeah. Get out of here. No. Nonsense. Complete garbage. Change the change the V to an O, and I would have listened to it. <laughs> most uh, most outstanding player? Fine. Oh, now we're going to change the names of the awards. If that you want to. Better. Because outstanding to me, value is the problem. Most valuable means your team is winning. That's the criteria. The MVP need not come from a division winner or other playoff qualifier. Garbage. <laughs> Garbage. You should be. You got to be on a good team. You should not be on. A, if your team is under 500, I rewrite that by saying, if your team is under 500, you are not eligible to win the MVP award. Well, that loses the incentive for those guys on a, on the bad teams to keep playing to be the MVP. What's the incentive to be get, to be a me, me, me guy to get my numbers, to get my stats up. That's, that's good. You got to keep playing. You can't quit on the, on the season. You got to keep playing for the next contract for the next. Well, that's this, for the typical regards to the MVP award. You have to do that though. In yeah. sports. So it doesn't matter if you're not eligible for the MVP or not. Your team is garbage. Then it's, Oh, most outstanding player. Okay. Oh, the Different award. Then a bad team can have the most outstanding player because he's the best player on the worst team. Okay. I'm a hundred percent comfortable listening to that. I am not comfortable listening to the value argument of Mike Trout playing for a 2018 garbage angels team. Whether Mike Trout was on that team or not, they were garbage. Yeah, they weren't good. (laughs) And Mookie Betts won a ring. Something Mike Trout hasn't even sniffed yet. Isn't that enough? No. Mookie Betts should have been the MVP in 2018 in a Red Sox uniform. 100% of my mind. I, I will never let that Chat, go. you guys are here watching the show again. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Leave a comment. We're doing shorts now. Like those. Get oh, those yeah. in the algorithm. My daughter left a comment that killed us both. It was outstanding. <laughs> she's actually, you know, she's watching. The kids are watching. The kids know. You guys know. Do you need to be 500 to be an MVP yes. in baseball? Yes. Or no, put it in the chat right now because you got a couple people that said 4D5S thinks a 500 record should be a qualifier. So yeah. make the trophy uh, most OP, uh, outstanding player. Oh, I don't know what's going on. Yes or no? 
500 qualifier for the MVP. Just put yes or no in the chat. You guys are writing sentences. I'm trying to read them. Some people think you're right. Other people think you're wrong. I'm getting texts that says I'm starting a book of rules, a P-Ralt rules. <laughs> that's fine. That piss him off. Wow. All right, good. Let's go right ahead. There's a million. And that's one of chapter one, 2018 Mookie Betts versus Mike Trout. I will never let that go. You gotta let it go. No, I'm never letting that go. Not until they change the run. They have to change the MVP. Yes. MOP. Yes, called, yes, the, no. called the mop. I'm totally fine. Anybody who says no, you cheer for a team that sucks. No. Wow. If, if, you, if you say no. no, your team's bad. Heck I'm, I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna make that call. Your team oh, is bad. Oh man. You should make them declare their their fandom as well. If they're writing no, what's your fandom? Because Chef guts- Benny, Chef Benny, one of your people. Yeah, I mean he's our people. We're all the same people. Sure. Girl, dad coming. I'm so excited for that kid. Right. He just said baseball is one of the few sports where an MVP can't carry the team. It's not like basketball or even football. So why have the award then, dude? Just just blew up the award. If you can't carry, if value is nothing, then why have the award? Oh, don't get me started on this value conversation, please. There's people with value, there's shows with value, (laughs) and then there's shows without value. (laughs) Don't tell me about the value conversation. Just say, if you're going to claim that baseball can't have a value play, a player cannot carry a team, then why do we have the award? (laughs) E came in the chat and said, speaking of MVPs, Jokic. Should have three-peed. Amen. A hundred percent. He's right. That's he is right about that. Embiid, no. <laughs> Sorry, no. Embiid should not have won the MVP. It was Jokic, but fatigue and whatnot. Okay. Wow. Konowinski just came in and said, war is the best measurable for MVP. Do you believe that? I, I, Gregory, I mean, I'm not a sabermetric guy. I've never been, I never subscribed <laughs> do, to this. Do the whole, voice, do the voice, do the no, voice. No, it's just, <laughs> do the voice. I can't do it on command. No, no. It just has to be normally. It has to be in the flow of a full you can't of conversation. Do it on command. You need a fluffer. Yeah, I, I, for I, this? no, I, I need to get it. I need to be in character for, for the actual work, but, but to, to, to do the dork voice, war is, <laughs> yeah, to do the dork voice, I can't do it. Just war on, on is command. the best measurable yeah, for that's, MVP. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. And then you need a pocket. You need to push your glasses and adjust your pocket protector and go, go ahead and get your protractor out and go, this is what we're going to do. Here's our deal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. So war means wins, wins above replacement. Yes. <laughs> Very nicely done. See? Good. My gosh. I, I get it. Okay. I understand all these different metrics and all these angel fans go like, wait, oh, Mike Trout's the greatest war. Okay. But did you watch the fucking game? Will? Like, watch the game for me. Okay. Let's watch what happened in 2018 when Mookie Betts went bonkers in August and September and Mike Trout was sitting on his butt. Yes. Putting up big numbers. When the score was seven nothing against his team, and he's hitting home runs in the eighth inning. Yeah. If wins above replacement, shouldn't the W mean something? That first word means win, right? If you aren't winning, what the fuck do I care about wins above replacement? Why do I care about wins above replacement? Think about it. Why do I care about wins above replacement if the team's not winning? It doesn't make any sense. I've had this conversation for a lot in my life. If you haven't noticed, this is, this is a long, I've been arguing this for six years, five years, whatever it is. This, this is, I am very angry. I do not like the MVP conversation in baseball. I mean, let me, let me ask you this. If you had a vote, Otani goes to the Dodgers. Yeah. 
would you still give him to the American League MVP? Would you vote for him? <sighs> it's a hard question because I mean, like, it, yes, it's, it's, it's a yes or a no question. Would you or would you not? I would feel like a stooge voting for him for the American League MVP when he didn't play in the American League for the whole season. He did play 100 games in the American League. Yeah, but he ain't in the American League anymore, right? I can't. How do you give him the award? But if he got the best stats and he got all the best numbers, and you just because he did it in a different uniform, it's still the same game. I, I mean, mean I nobody's touching his pitching, right? Because there's nobody pitching that he's up against. So you could you could justify it if you wanted to by saying the he's pitching alone. Up. Well, no, the pitching alone makes him the most valuable because of what he did leading the American League, leading baseball in opposing batting average before he got traded. Mm. So you could justify it. I, I, you can square the circle. If you wanted to vote for him for the American League MVP with him in a National League uniform, you could pull it off and justify right. it. I'm just not sure I would do it. I'm not so sure the voting public would do it just because of these are voters and you never know what they're gonna, how they're going to vote. I think they would vote for somebody else. Because out of sight, out of mind. After after two and a half months of Otani in a Dodger uniform, you're going to forget about what he did with the Angels. A couple good takes right here. Chef Benny. MVP is a dumb award. It is a pass around <laughs> to give credit to really good players. Fair. Otherwise, LeBron and Brady would have won it every year. Fair. Austin Nackbar came in and said, in response, Chef Otani should win it every year from here on out then, LOL. It's not like the Angels are great, but what would they be without them? What are they with them? They're under 500. They're coming. Look out. Here they oh, come. Yeah, look, look out. They're 47 and 48. Yeah, look Whoa, out. here they come. Well, here they come, right. They're going to play the Pirates on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's three more wins. They're going to be there coming. You talked to them. them. You said the Pirates are going to take two out of three for you. Oh, I was them. dreaming. Well, I wish the Pirates would take two. They might. How? How? It hits. It's the Angels. How? It's possible. Good thing is we avoid Otani. That's, pitching. That's, that's good. Yes, not hitting, but pitching. No, 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 not hitting. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be one of the most fascinating conversations leading up to the trade deadline in the betting community, in the betting market, to see what the books do. Because as we get two or three days away from the deadline – and we really hear the rumors. We start seeing packages getting reported. Team mm. offered X, Y, and Z for Shohei Otani. Angels turned it down. Or angels are considering blah, blah, blah. This is where this market in particular could be manipulated. This is ripe for a report. Shohei's getting traded. <laughs> Everybody runs out. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was the nonsense with the Yankees talk. That, yep. that, that's what I, I. That's the first thing I thought. I'm like, that's why I called my guys back there. I said, who's talking about that? Who's saying that? Who's putting that out? Because that's gonna, that's gonna affect some things. And they said, well, we just we heard it. You know, somebody called us and. Yeah, if you're in, there's so many quote insiders for baseball. If somebody comes up and reports that this deal is imminent, that Shohei's getting traded, and everyone comes in and hammers Corey Seager. And then he doesn't get traded and they get to collect all that money. <laughs> this is the way you can play. This is why information is so powerful in the betting markets yeah. on, on human voted awards. So it's not on the field. This is an off the field market. Yeah. Which I can't stand. Right. As, as the for. book, you just like, 
and you put them up. And again, we didn't do much volume on them, but that doesn't mean that people aren't, you know, yeah. so maybe some books do, but they are just, you know, you get the right guy to say the right thing, and you know, bets, stories, all kinds of stuff. I, I, I'm glad I'm not, that's reason number 5.1 million why I'm glad I'm not in a risk room right now. Pivoting to golf. The open championship starts tomorrow at Royal Liverpool golf club here. Let's take a look at the betting markets just at the start here of play. You have got a Scotty Scheffler plus 650, Roy McElroy plus 750, John Rahm 12 to 1, Brooks Kepka 18 to 1, Cam Smith 22 to 1, Patrick Cantley 22 to 1. And on from there, we wind up going. This is the final. Do you call it the British Open or do you call it the Open Championship? What do you call it? Well, now that I'm a content guy, in addition to being a book guy, in a book, we always called it the British Open because it Correct. used to be called the British Open. Correct. And then I'm a content guy and they're like, it's the Open Championship. I'm open like, you know, it's, the open. it's an open and shut case that it's bullshit. <laughs> it should be the British Open. I don't know why they needed to change it. Because they want to be uppity because it's the U.S. Open. So they had to, you know, one up, say, well, ours is we have been doing ours longer. So ours is the open. You must distinguish yourself from us. So you are the U.S. We are the open championship. I, I like your uppity voice. But <laughs> it's, it's your tea and crumpet it's, crowd. Yes. It's, your pink, it's your pinky tea crowd. Well, it, my friend, it is bullshit. Okay. <laughs> How about that? It's the British Open. That's what it ha, should have be you done, by the way, Have you done afternoon tea at the Waldorf here in town? Have you done that? No. You haven't done that? Oh, I've done that twice. Madeline loves it. Really? Ab oh, my God. My daughter absolutely loves it. It's actually really pretty fun. Yeah, it's right. View on the strip. We've done it at night and we've done it in the afternoon. My mother loves it. My daughter loves it. It's. You definitely got a bougie side in you. I, I, I'm from Andover, Massachusetts. You got a bougie side in Hell you. Hell yeah. at the yes. Waldorf on the strip <laughs> with the kid. Yep. You're I mean, training I, her. She is going to annihilate me. <laughs> annihilate me. There's no, there's absolutely no debating on this. She's going to annihilate. What is she going to do to the poor mother? What are we doing? Oh, yeah. today? We're going to a movie at McDonald's. Oh, hell no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, hell no, I'm not. Oh, no. That's what, that's what I mean by us raising our kids here. Like she literally will say to one of her friends, like, have you ever gone to the Waldorf to go to, to go to afternoon tea? <laughs> like, she, like it's a normal question. I'm like Madeline, this is, that's not a normal thing that people just wind up doing. Now it's not that expensive. It's only like 40 bucks a person. Right. So, so it's not like it's like ridiculous. It's just the act of itself. You go in there, everyone's dressed up. You know, it's, it's a very bougie is a good word for it for, for yeah. what, for what, for what's there. It's no question. It's bougie. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's finger food and tea for 40 bucks. It's ridiculous. It's like $3 worth of stuff for $40. It's a hell of a markup for the Waldorf Astoria. Where's but, the Waldorf here? Uh, right next to Aria. Oh, that's what it's they on, call it. The Waldorf Astoria, just like the one in New York. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. I don't even know where that's at. Yeah, you do. It's right. It's it's the same. It's actually the same inlet for Aria and that whole area. Okay. Just a little. It, it's like how at Mandalay Bay. Yeah. They've the got Delano four, is, the, the Four Seasons. Okay. You know the Four Seasons. They have Delano, Delano though, or the Delano. Yeah. Or either or, but Four Seasons is also there. Yeah. That's there's a part of is, yeah. yeah. There's okay. a part of the Delano or Delano that is Four Seasons. Same thing with Aria. There's a part of the Aria complex that is the Waldorf. 
See, I guess working down there as long as I did, like I'm so not jaded, but I see I've seen the back of the Waldorf. <laughs> like the, I've seen the back of the house right. at all these places. Yeah. So I know what's really behind the curtain. And it nothing really like I'm just like, this is another like 40 bucks for tea and crumpets. Yeah. What the you right. talking about? Like, yep. That's, that's for a nice view of the strip, essentially, and some classical music, someone playing on a piano, and you know, it's but like it's it's the open crowd. How about that? It's the people who would call it the open would go to tea, afternoon tea yeah, at, well, the Waldorf, at the Waldorf. It starts early in the morning. Early. Which is one thing. Two, I like watching it because no one's awake at this mm. house most of the time when, when it's on. So I can just sit and watch golf like I used to when I was single or, you know, it was important. It's not as important now, and it's a really long time commitment to watching it. Right. Um, you know, when you watch it and bet on it. It's the last major of the year, though. Wow. It tees, it's actually going to tee off tonight at 1035 our time. Pacific, I know. Oh, my. I thought it was going to be overnight for us. No, no. it's 10. Th- we can watch golf from 1030 to like 2 a.m. today. Yes. Tonight. Yes. How about that? Yes. Not that I want sports good to go anywhere, but, you know, technically you guys can watch us on sports from nine to 11 Pacific and then watch the golf until you go to sleep. There you go. Have you thought about this? Like that people are falling asleep to you and I or doing other things at night. Thought about that a long time. Doing other things. Let's not get into this. Okay. We're not talking about what are you talking about? I meant (laughs) washing up or brushing your teeth before shots and title shots and feet conversations. (laughs) They might be doing that as well. If you're doing that tonight, just put on some some Marvin Gaye in the background, leave us on the TV and, you know, have a little night. Marvin Gaye, 1982, Sexual Healing. It came out. I tweeted it today, the video. Today? I I believe so. I tweeted the oh. video. I saw it in someone's feed. And oh. I follow a couple music feeds that are just amazing. 40 years. Do you ago. remember the videos from like the 80s? I mean, barely. I mean, I was five. So, I mean, I, I don't remember. I remember like the late 80s videos. Yeah, because it, that was MTV was a huge was, deal then. I mean, like you used to just leave it on for six hours. Oh, yeah, of course. And you would actually like run home after school to watch the debut video for whatever band that was coming out. Couldn't big, wait to see a it. Big deal. It was like, oh, my gosh, the video for so-and-so is going to come out. It was huge. And then in the 90s, Total Request Live, TRL, was the other thing that everybody was waiting for after school. Couldn't, I mean, just think about that. It's, it was that was a long time ago, but was must watch. I mean, it was Carson Daly is still relevant somehow. <laughs> like that guy's been. I don't know who he's got voodoo dolls on people. I don't know that guy's career won't die. He built up a lot of equity, I guess, with a lot of people at that time, and yeah, he's still around where people still go, "Hey, that's the guy from MTV." Right, that's good. Well, hey, whatever, life. it works. Yeah. I I bought a ticket from a guy at the, at the summer league. Who had a Yo MTV Raps bucket lid on awesome. on Sunday? It was outstanding. I wanted it. I wanted to take it off his head. He would have sold it to me too, but he would have charged me way too much. Eighty uh, percent of people would be like, "What does that mean today?" Yo MTV Raps. Oh, anyone under the age of twenty-five has no idea what that is. Oh boy, they're missing out. Wow. I mean, think about that. Just like if it, if they came out with that today, think about if somebody came out with a show called Yo MTV Raps today. It would, it would be the kids would be like, "What the heck are you what talking is this? about? What dude? is this? Yeah, it would, it would be such a strange. I think it would be a monster. 
Today, no, I don't think it would be. Kids don't say. Well, I mean, Yo. somewhere where somewhere could they could go and see it would be all like this dude MTV raps or something like that. They need like a different slang word. At the time, that was like a hip word to say. Yo, MTV raps. Yeah, that was yo was it was it was a was the the dude of the eighties was the yo conversation, and then they made that into a whole brand and it blew up and white suburban kids learned what rap music was. It was great. <laughs> That's basically what it was. Um, so a couple of holes, golf. a couple of holes to keep track of. Hole 17 is a par three. It's 136 yards. It's got a posted stamp size green on it, supposedly. Mm. They've redesigned this hole. This is going to be coming down the stretch. If you want high drama, this is going to be the hole that could cause major problems for somebody on Sunday. There's a hole one prop again. And it's decent at 136. It's decent. Let's see. Minus 136 is the distance of the hole. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, 136 yards is the distance. Is the distance. Will there be a hole in one? Yes or no? I'm gonna say yes. Is plus 200? No. Hole in one in the tournament is now minus 188. Oh my goodness! What? That's only because of what happened. It, it, it in happens the in the Masters every year. Yes, but this is not the Masters. There's the U.S. Open. One. The U.S. Open there's, had so many. There's going to be a home one. The U.S. Open, same thing. U.S. Yeah. Open, when we looked at it, that short yeah. little hole, Took these off. guys are masters. They're artists. They They're are. like Ginsu knife guys carving it up. They're going to chop, zip, spin it back right in the cup. So there's this hole 17 hole 10 is a 507 yard par four. 507 yards par four. It's a long hole. No, one of the longest in the history of the open for a par four. It ball's probably going to roll 300 yards, right? Maybe, maybe, but if the wind blows against you, uh oh, <laughs> this could be this could be a bogey hole automatically. Like this could play at, at five. I swear, I I par four, long par fours, way worse to me than anything. Like, anything, absolutely anything. Right? It's, the, it's the hardest thing in golf, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that second shot where you're staring at a 230, 240 yard shot into the green. Yeah, I mean it's link style golf, so you can run it up. That's a little easier on this style, right? But still, in America, we have five hundred yard par fours, and it's brutal. Yeah, I'm trying to think. The last like used to, I would look at the card and go like four sixty to four seventy for a par four, and go, man, that's going to be a brutal. Right, that's like, long. That, right, that's a like, hard shoot, Right, yeah, like, that's tough. So five hundred seven is really long. Um. Somebody just came in a chat and said that the, the conditions are supposed to be pretty moderate mm. for this. Okay. So they're going to light this thing up, I think. Okay. I don't know. Uh, let's see. A-O-W-N. Course conditions are going to be a lot softer than typical. Thank you, sir, for joining the show and nice. being part of the chat. Again, so hit the like button. So we're looking, at, so we're looking at, at, a, at, a, at a lower score. Based on my conversations with the guys from the Golf Digest that I have with Gabe and Cam, and based on the conversations I've had with a couple of people that bet golf and traded text with, yes, I think there is going to be a hole one in the tournament. Would I lay 188? I don't know if I'm going to bet it, but 
if I'm telling you what to bet, I would bet that. Yes. It's interesting. So you can bet FanDuel has got it all broken down. There's like a million different markets, but I mean, you can, you can jump in on, um, oh, they did it again though. FanDuel is putting the stats in the bets. In well, the history specials. I saw that. Will history repeat itself? Winning margin to be three or more strokes. It's happened six times since 2010. That's plus 200. Scotty yeah. Shevler. I want to bet that no. Right. <laughs> I, want, I mean, I saw that last night too. And on that one particular, I want to bet that no. What the, and there is no price for no, unfortunately. That's the bad thing. Yeah. Like if you're going to put it up and you're going to put the stats to mislead everybody, put the no. Let the people decide. Right. It's like you can't have a one way market and give them a fact to say, <laughs> This only happened six times. You should bet it. That's, six that's, times since 2010. To, in the last 13 years, it's happened 10 or 12, yeah, six t- and 12 seven. tournaments. 12 right. tournaments. Six and six. It's a coin yeah, flip. It's a coin flip. Scotty suffered to be in the top 10 of the round one, including ties. It's happened in 22 and 21. It's plus 250. Jordan Speeds to finish in the top 10, including ties, happened the last two years. It's plus 340. So no dead heat rules for Jordan Spieth. Winner to be in the top five, including ties after each round happened last year at plus 470. So you can get a little, you can get a little, uh, you get very creative. Yep. I mean, I, mean, I give you, them credit. They're doing a this? lot of stuff with the golf. Not only are there hole in one specials, you can bet a hole in one in round three, a hole in one in round four. Look at the prices and then scroll down. The hole in one in round one and two are half. Yeah, minus one. It's minus half one. Price. Minus one eighty eight for in the tournament, and then it's plus three twenty and plus three twenty for round one, round two. It's plus six plus six twenty for round three and round four. Correct. Complete speculation <laughs> on the books part. The hole in one on hole six is plus two seventy. Hole nine is plus 270. Hole 13 is plus 260. Sorry, it's plus 270. And then the 17th hole, the 136 yard short, short hole, plus 104. So not only can you bet, will there be a hole in one? There is a hole in one bet for each individual par three on oh. the course, on the course that you can make. Sorry, guy just got his first career hit for the Pirates. Nice. As they stopped the game, he looks like he's 12. He's on first base. They took the ball out. Doug got excited for him. What's the score? 4-2 Cleveland. Mm. It's a little less exciting when you're losing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. But it's it's pretty cool because all his friends are there. And it's, that's that's pretty neat. Nice. Our brigade, uh, the Brigade Proxy Service NFL story of the week. It's actually two stories, two different markets that we're going to get to here in just one second. But mm. good job out of Stuart. Thank you for sending that text message to us. 702-570-8255 is the text line or at Brigade Proxy on Twitter. Brigade Proxy at gmail.com. Send us, contact us, hire us. August is going to be very busy. If you know you're coming to town, to come into Bet Bash. More on that tomorrow. If you're coming to the Westgate, Super Contest weekend after the weekend after that, or the Circa Million Circa Survivor weekend, the weekend after that, hit us up, let us know. We'll book. We got some different ways of keeping you guys away from the crowds. Okay. <laughs> we got some angles. Yeah. So those are back to back to back weekends. Second, Bed third, bash. and fourth. Yes. Weekend. 
which we'll have more about tomorrow. tomorrow. And we get to stay tuned for the end of the show. We'll talk about that. Then it's Westgate weekend where they're doing the golf tournament. We had Jay on last week. Reach out to them or us to work on that. And then the circuit weekend, which we're waiting to get confirmation on what we're doing about that. Mm -hmm. I better tell the wife I'm done with anything in August. Just don't, <laughs> don't, don't, like, don't plan no, do, on do nothing. It, do it August 5th and August 6th. We are, we are free August 5th. School August 6th. starts that week, the Correct. week after that. Correct. The 9th, August the 9th. <laughs> man, oh man. Oh yeah. I've already, you know, I've already been sending out the flares to everybody going like, yeah. So August, I talked to Madeline about it last night. I'm like, just so you know, <laughs> it's like, August is going to be a little bit crazy. So just bear with me for a little bit about how much I'm going to be working in the month of August. It's going right. to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. Like just, I'll make it up to you in some form or fashion. Like, you know, if I can find a way to get myself into two tickets to Taylor Swift in Los Angeles or something, I need to find a way to make up for it. Cause I'm not going to see my kid for the month of August, basically <laughs> with how much stuff we're going to yeah, be doing. Sure. It'll be, yeah, I'm kidding. We'll, we'll, we'll all be fine. Uh, okay. So last winless, Yep. An undefeated team. Circus Sports has put mm -hmm. this market out yesterday. Okay, mm -hmm. let's talk first about the last winless team. Cardinals, Buccaneers, Texans, and the Rams. Here is one interesting criteria about this conversation because it's important. Tiebreakers. If multiple teams are the final team to get their first win of the season on the same day, Whoever wins later in the day will be considered the last winless team of the season. Tremendous. So, so the Cardinals, because they're a West Coast team and they play in the West Coast market and, and, or in the West Coast time NFC zone. West, NFC West, West time zone for half yeah. the year. So they does that make it, more make it more attractive? Or does that Rams bet at 11 to 1 come into play? I got to go through the schedules for each, but it could. That's why you need to consider it. And I think that's why the Cardinals odds, in addition to them probably being regarded as the worst team in the league, that's why their odds are the lowest to be the last winless team. So I'll give you the quick uh, the Cardinals schedule for them as to what they're going to wind up doing. The Cardinals start the year against the commanders week one on the road home against the giants home against the cowboys on the road at the 49ers home against the bengals at hmm. the rams in week six okay so maybe one win there but they could open up oh i mean the commanders game could they not win the game against the commanders or is that just forget it they can't do it no way no, they can win that game. Because after that, the Giants, I don't think they win that game. Cowboys, I don't think they win that game. 49ers, no. Bengals, no. Rams is a question. I think there's value in the Rams <laughs> to be the last team to get a W. There's value on... <sighs> and what's the Bucks beginning of the year schedule? So just real quick on the on the on the regular season for the Rams, they start at Seattle, home for San Francisco, at the Bengals, 
at the Colts. Then Philly. So they, they win week four, right? They can win so? that game. Okay. So they win week four. And so the Bucs. They could. I'm not saying they will. Bucks schedule is Pittsburgh. Oh, it's preseason. Sorry. Uh, at Minnesota, week one. Okay. Chicago at home. They can win that game. Okay. So then they're off the table. They play Philly and then New Orleans. Their bye week is in week four for Tampa. Oh, that's brutal. That's, that's oh, well, that's okay. So they, if they lose the first four, they have be, a bye. They could be the last winless team. You get a free, you get a free week in that bet. It could be, it could, <laughs> it could be a, yeah. You know, that one could win. And then after, after the bye, they play the Lions. Uh, yeah, they play the Lions and the Falcons at home, then Buffalo on the road, then at the Texans. Mm. Could be a long season in Tampa. Oh, it's, I mean, the odds say so. I mean, that's, you know, they play, um, man, they play a lot of road games late on September. I'm oh, sorry. On November 19th, starting there, they go at the Niners, at the Colts, home for the Panthers, at the Falcons, at the Packers, home for the Jaguars, home for the Saints, at Carolina. That's one, two, three, four, five of their last eight games on the road. Mm. And some of them are, you know, pretty good. Claire to California. Oh, you froze. There you go. You're back. Okay. So you're going with I trips. I didn't hear words you said. Oh, I said, I said some of the trips are long on the right. road, like at yeah. San Francisco, at Indianapolis, at Green Bay. They're not quick trips. Good. So not good for Tampa Bay on the under. Now, the other market that Circa has put up is the last undefeated team. Team to get the donut removed last. There is Bengals, a little bit of a I think, right? If multiple teams go undefeated, the teams that go further in the playoffs would be considered the winner. Oh, Meaning, man, that stinks. You got to wait for that. Well, if, if we have two 17-0 football teams, though, come on. <laughs> that would be insanity. No, but what if two teams get to 6-0 and and they both lose the same week? Does we got to sit and wait until their playoffs. If multiple teams go undefeated, the team that goes further in the playoffs will be considered the winner. No, they would just keep on going until they figure out a loss. They have to go 17 and 0. Say nobody, everybody loses until except two teams, the Bengals and the Chiefs, week six. Who are 17 and 0. They have in order that. No, they, no, 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 no. It's the last team to lose. Put the market back up. Okay. The last undefeated team. Right. Two teams are undefeated in week six, the Bengals and the Chiefs. They both lose in week six. The tiebreaker is we got to wait till the playoffs to sit and hold the money. Yeah, we, I think we need to ask Benson when he comes back from vacation the clarification on that because I don't yeah. think that's worded right. Because that means if they both lose in, say, it's week seven and they lose in the early window, the one o'clock Eastern time kick window, they both yeah. lose. Yeah. We got to wait all the way to the playoffs before we determine who winds up winning. Well, that's the, that's the way it's worded. Is yeah, it, it is. It is. No, you're right. It is. <laughs> I don't want to get that risk room fired up, but I mean, that might be a, 
you better hope that the, the undefeated team gets a single week by themselves. Right. And right. And, and, and they stay there alone. Otherwise it could be a little bit of a headache. Otherwise, well, otherwise it just got to sit and wait because that's what the rules say. That's we used to have these discussions in a room and I would do that exact thing. I'd be like, well, so wait a second. I always thought of the scenario that made them go, Oh, when the ticket hat. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> To, you know, how many times does the team go 17 and 0? Never. Never. Well, not right. never, but I know. Don't say it. They didn't go seven. Well, they went 18. I know who went 18 and 0. I know. Not 17 and 0, though. Never the, never seen a 17 and 0 yet. We've seen 18 and 0. <laughs> who went 18 and 0? Hmm? Hmm? Who? Patriots went 18 and 0. 16 and 0 in a regular season. Yeah, they went 18 and 1. They went 18 and 1 overall. They won their first 18 games. Then they lost the Super Bowl to the Giants. Oh, yeah, yeah. What are you 18 talking? and 0. So of, of these four teams, because I, I don't think the Bills go undefeated. Who's the last one to remove that W? To, to Did you see the Bengals schedule at the beginning? Um, I mean, don't they win a first? Uh, you go through their schedule? So the, Beng- the Bengals schedule in, the, in this year, they play at Cleveland week one. They could lose that game out of the gate. Okay, then what? Versus a home for Baltimore. Okay. It was that game. Easy. Home for the Rams on Monday night. That's a win. Uh-huh. Then at Tennessee, uh-huh. that's a win. Uh-huh. At Arizona, that's a win. Uh-huh. Home for Seattle, that's a win. By week in week seven. And then at San Francisco after the bye. There you go. That's that's is that the first game they're not favored in? It's the first game they're not favored in, right? I guess it depends upon what the uh, the 49ers have me completely befuddled. I don't know what to make of them this year. Well, the quarterback conversation is such a big issue for me. Who is playing quarterback? Here come the Buckos. <laughs> Look at this. Big hit. No. Five four pirates in the seventh. Great. Just like that. I'm Great. excited. Sorry. So week one, you said is Bengals. At Cleveland, Cleveland. Bengals yeah. favored, small. Okay. Week two, two is home for Baltimore. Favored. Home for the Rams. Favored. At Tennessee. Favored. Small. At Arizona. At Arizona. Favored. Yeah. Home That's for Seattle. Why. That's why. That's the one. I mean, go through the Eagles. The Eagles, it's, it's a hard game at the beginning, yes. But after that hard game, they should be favored. I mean, they should win. They could win every one. They could be five and one going into the bye. Yeah, but that's not good enough. Five and one's not well, good enough. No, I, well, that's the bet. That's well, Philadelphia cool. opens at New England, Tom Brady celebration day. They're winning that. Who are the Eagles? Oh, please. The Bengals, the Patriots are going to beat the Eagles in week one. Be real. Tom Brady day. Be real careful of that game. What? Be real careful. Here we go. Just telling you, be real careful. God, if the Patriots are good this year, it's really going to take a turn. Just, just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. Be without seeing Bill O'Brien's offense, without seeing home Brady environment, Eagles, Super Bowl memories. We're going to put puking McNabb on the field. Oh God! On the the gigantic new big screen that they've got, which wraps around the entire end zone. Monster, huge, huge, huge Neil deal. Uh, but then they play home for Minnesota on yeah. Thursday on Thursday night football. Okay. After playing the Patriots, they gotta go play Minnesota. Then they're at Tampa. 
home for Washington mm-hmm. at the Rams at the giants, sorry, mm-hmm. at the jets rather home for Miami at Washington mm-hmm. home for Dallas mm-hmm. the bye weeks in week 10, which is very advantageous for the Eagles. Mm. I think they go nine and out to start. I don't No, I don't think so. So I don't, I don't like the Eagles six fifty. Uh, okay. Maybe I don't like that. I think Kansas city may have some value there to be the last team undefeated. What's their schedule to start home for Detroit win at Jacksonville win home for Chicago, but they could lose the Jacksonville game, Correct. right? Jacksonville. Yep. That's that could it's be ending huge, too, but okay. huge game there, but I think they win it, but okay. home for the bears win at the jets. They could lose that game. They could at the Vikings. Well, this is not easy. They could lose that game home for Denver. Thursday night football. They're winning that game. Uh, home for the Chargers. Yeah, they should win that game. They always wow. Do. Casey's schedule at Denver after playing Denver in week six, they play him on the road in week eight. They play Denver before the bye twice. I oh, wonder if that's, nice. is, is that is that good or bad? Do you think for the Chiefs? Hmm. I mean, if Denver is if Denver is better than expected, and maybe early in the year they they're a little bit trickier to play, right? Wow! And then they play overseas against Miami. We're doing the NFL stuff after. I know the, we are, but we're just doing who's going to go. This is this okay. is this is this market we're talking about. Okay. Last undefeated team. We'll do the win totals and the schedules. We haven't gone over all the schedules yet. We're doing that in August, right? But okay. but this is interesting. What's the Ravens schedule? Could the Ravens, could they be no. under? Oh, yes, they could. Here's the schedule for the Ravens. They start with the Houston Texans. If they and can home? beat, yep. If they can okay. beat the Bengals on the road, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if they could, yep. they then play Indianapolis at home. Yep. Cleveland on the road. They lose Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh on the road. Lose that game. I don't know about that. Tennessee at home, Detroit at home. Win that game. Man, there may be a little value in the Ravens at 15 to one, right? To run the table. Oh man. To be there. It's going to be great because how many, what, what week, if if you were going to predict what week do you have to be undefeated until to win this bet? Um, I'm going to say eight. No, under. I was going to say, I was going to say six. It might end at four. Wow. You got to go through the schedules, but I mean, there'd be, there'll probably be one or two teams that go four and oh. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. I would agree with that. Yeah. And then For depending sure. on the buy and then they get a fifth win. I don't think it goes past six. I mean, maybe this is a team that gets a hot. It's probably going to be somebody we didn't expect. Yes, that's what I would agree with. I, I think the longer the shot, the I think the, that's a market you can take a flyer on based on schedule. Right. You can see who they are, you know, handicap the Ravens a little bit as to whether Lamar with a new deal, is he going to come out and just ball out or is he going to be content and maybe just not play as well as you would hope he would play? Um, I mean, the lion love is so loud right now. It's amazing. Everybody thinks the lions are going to go and do some big things. Oh, yeah. It's a way of 
you know, who comes out of the gate hot. I know jet fans are going to say that their team's going to come out of the gate hot. I don't agree, but awesome line that came out during the week was from an unnamed source. That was the NFL scout that just said, everyone's really afraid just to say the truth that Aaron Rodgers is not nearly as good as he used to be. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I was like, this is awesome. It's already starting. The whispers are already starting around Aaron Rodgers. There's nothing more fun than rooting against the New York teams. Let's just keep it real. They've got hard knocks coming in. The rabbit going to be just, I can't wait. I'm oh. going to watch it. I'm going to, I can't wait. It's going to be train wreck TV Rogers. Oh. I mean, I can't, because Rogers is a weird dude. Everything we've heard about Aaron Rodgers is he's a weird guy. I feel though, in all fairness, yeah. um, I feel like I've gotten to know him a little bit on Pat's show. Of course. Yes. He's such the most human being because I thought he was a cyborg before. Oh, and like he, he's a human being on, but on he's the prickly show. though. Of course. I mean, but he didn't trust nobody with the media. I can relate to that. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, you know, he says and does, and you're like, what is he doing? But on Pat, he just gives it to it straight because he knows those guys are good with him. Um, Daniel G just came in a chat and said, Dave, the chiefs could lose to the Jags, but it's an instant win versus the lions. Come on, Dave. MCDC is going to have those boys starting hot. Listen, Daniel. The, the lion love is loud. It's there. It's, it's been this way now for a year or two. They love these lines. They bet these lines over, but now the mainstream's behind them. Yeah. Everybody's pushing them. This is the big year for the lions. Can they handle the pressure of the attention and the spotlight? Because it's going to be loud. It's going to be bright. Dan Campbell's got a lot of eyeballs on him. Is it going to be as bright as the lights in, in New York for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets? What if he gets hurt? I'm not worried about the lights being too bright for Aaron Rodgers. I'm talking about the back pages. I'm talking well, about. Okay, that's what I meant. I meant. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm talking about prying into his life. Aaron Rodgers spotted on Saturday night out to dinner with his girlfriend, whatever. Jets blow out. Jets lose the game 45-10. Aaron, why were you out Saturday night? Where'd you go? Why were you with your team? Why weren't you watching film? That's that stuff is going to happen to Aaron Rodgers. And he's going to be like, it's none of your business. What I do, <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> mm. And that's why New York. I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to New York. That fishbowl. So what do they want? They want Joe Namath. They want the guy like wearing minks and taking pictures on in central park and at dinners and stuff and letting no, them in. They, they, they love New York. media. In? They love you. Once you win. You have to win first. Once you win, you can do whatever you want. But the Jets haven't won anything in my life. So it's been literally a long, long time. in my know. life. They haven't won anything. So Freeman McNeil, Richard Todd, um, Al Toon. This is when the sack exchange was good. Gastineau, Klecko, yeah, Marty I know. Lyons. I know all the history. But you need they, to find history for the Jets. I mean, though, they did go with Rex. We talked about it. It wasn't just about the feet with Rex. They went to the AFC Championship. They had ooh, the butt fumble and everything. Ooh, they went to the AFC Championship. They ooh. were right there. You and me are fans of teams that do not count AFC Championships. If they did, they have a line from me to your house right now. As pissed off as you are about the Mookie Betts not winning the MVP. I'm yeah. still mad about the Steelers losing in the AFC championship to Stan Humphreys and the San Diego chargers in 1994. We were eight and a half point favorites. I booked my trip to the Vegas 
I was coming on a junket. Wow. And they lost. And I still came. Me and only me and Moses the barber. We still went to Vegas. And I anger bet the Niners (laughs) minus 18 and a half in every prop. And I thought I knew something. I cashed almost every ticket that I had because I couldn't stand the Chargers. I'm still mad about that. So I get it. The Jets relax, people. Calm down. Please slow it down. Stop. They're, they're very excited in New York right now. But <laughs> Akbar said there goes the Jet sponsorship. Oh, we didn't no. want the fucking Jet sponsorship anyway. Amen to that. Hey, yeah. Hey, amen. Amen. To, oh, amen. he got the Boston hat out. <laughs> amen. Amen to, amen to that. We'll go ahead and put the Patriots stuff on. We're gonna we're gonna go roll roll with that. We'll, we'll do we'll do we'll do that. I didn't want the Jet sponsorship. No, like Woody Johnson. Uh, I don't take want his, the Jet sponsorship. Everybody's trying to get Johnson somewhere else. Yeah, everybody's take, going for the Jets. I don't want the Jets. Take the baby powder somewhere else. We don't need the Jets. <laughs> go 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 powder his butt for, for while he's taking Ayuska and sitting. Oh. Dark, oh, man. in the dark <laughs> listen austin Dakbar said the first three divisional games for the chiefs are games six seven and eight two at home and then back in denver the chiefs could start eight no they could that That's might I mean. be the bet i agree i think the chiefs are very i think the chiefs that are, might be the bet good yeah. job austin I, I i like it i mean just you know again if you're looking at the, at the numbers plus 775 so nearly eight to one on on the chiefs <laughs> to be the last undefeated team. I like that. I mean, I still can't believe they're playing Denver before they're by two times in three weeks. I can't, that's going to be so interesting to look at their schedule and look at Denver's schedule. Cause oof, that could be a really tough time for them. They could get off to a rough start. Solo home run, Cleveland guardians. Seven, five. We're way over the total. That's amazing. We put that one in yesterday. We didn't even know what the total was. I mean, we knew what it was going to be, but right. this guy thinks I got something. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Not that hard. Okay. Bet over in baseball. It's really not that hard. And I and I have an under bet coming for you later. You do today? Yeah. yeah. I don't so. even know what it is, and I'll book it. What the yeah. hell's wrong with you betting an under? Just a field play. It's just one of those, <laughs> it's just one of those things. I think it's I think it's a, it's a yeah. decent play. Uh, college football schedule of the day. Top ten team. Wait, coming. do you have a stinger or music for this? I'm going to take my nope. earphone out. You can't nope. blast the people's car stereos. Out. No, no stingers. Nope. <laughs> no, no anything. Just schedules for the Florida State Seminoles here oh. today. Yeah. So here's the win total: nine and a half. Yeah. Over minus one forty-five. Under minus one twenty. Okay. Here's your schedule. Yeah. LSU Orlando Sunday Labor Day weekend standalone. Huge game. Be fun to watch all that game together, huh? Might happen. Maybe. More details on that to come. It'd be a blast to watch that one. That's going to be a hell of a football game, P. Rolt. Loss, LSU wins. That's what everybody keeps saying. You're an SEC guy. I'm rooting for Florida State in that game. Okay, okay go ahead. Go G-E-A-U-X, Tigers. Uh, Southern Are you going to do that all season with the <laughs> LSU stuff? Because I, like I got enough LSU people to watch and they give me that. Are you going to do that? I like LSU a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. Southern Miss, Golden Eagles, W. Win. At Boston College, Win. Howsome. Here's the game. At Clemson. Oh, it's September, September 23rd. Yep. Before the bye. Lost. If they lose, they're open two and two. The blooms off the rose for Florida well, State. Well, I mean, they could go three and one. They can be three and one. They could beat LSU. No. I don't think they're beating LSU. I don't. Who are they more likely to beat LSU or which Tigers? LSU Tigers or Clemson Tigers? I think they're more likely to beat. 
I'm just going to say LSU because of the neutral field versus going to Memorial Stadium to play Clemson on the road. Mm. So I'll say that because Clemson does not lose home games like ever. <laughs> so they do. They lost to South Carolina last year. Yeah, that was a stunner. Not too many of those. I think you're likely to catch a team in the first week than the fourth week. Fair. You know, yep, but they're fair. probably more likely to beat the Detroit Tigers. There's way too many Tigers names in college football. <laughs> it's one of the things you cannot. Is it Tigers the most common name, nickname in college football? Has to be. Has to be, right? Yeah. There's way too many damn Tigers names, but yeah, I think they go true. three and one to that point. All right. Vatek after the bye at Man. home. Syracuse at home. Win. Win. Duke at home. They got a three-game homestand? All in conference, too. What a nice way to spend October. In the, After in the, Clemson, in the LSU. Of Florida. Yeah. It's huge. Would you big. call it the Redneck Riviera? Correct. So yeah, It's all wins. And then you go... At Wake Forest. At it's Wake. Another win, probably, right? Probably, yeah. No Sam Hartman. High-scoring game. Bet the over in that game. At Pitt. In November. Yep. Acrisure Stadium. It looks so annoying. It's so it's it's that Florida State probably goes and wins that game. Okay. Even in the cold. Miami, Florida. Back at home in Tallahassee. Oh wow. Big rival game. They could win that game. And then North Alabama's a joke. It's a one double A school to end the year. North Alabama Lions? They just did it because of the extension. Tune up? Extension, yeah. Before the ACC title game, if they make it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I think they could win 10 games. It's nine or 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 11. So they have 11 games. Uh, it should have 12. Oh, sorry. Hold on. There's one more, there's one more game that I have to pull off. Hold on. We oh. didn't talk about Hold on. There it is at Florida. Oh, it's kind of a big deal. Kind of. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, now I want to, I want to bet over. Over really? So you don't like Florida this year. I'm looking at this schedule. I mean, there's three losses there. Correct. So you want to be max. one of the, That's nine. And, oh, max. Max. Oh, I don't know. They can lose to Miami. They can lose to Florida. They can lose to Clemson. And they lose to LSU. They can lose all four of those games. But it's why it's juiced heavily to the over. I think nine and three is the bottom. That's the worst. Interesting. Okay. And that means there's two more numbers. They're not going undefeated. No. But it's... To me, it's 9, 10, or 11. I will say this. If they run the table here, if they were to go 12 and 0, they're in the playoff. Maybe whether they win or lose, they could, they could be a question. If they're 12 and 0, they're in the playoff. Well, they could lose the, and what I'm saying is they could lose potentially the ACC championship game and still make it potentially if it's a last second loss. A lot of other stuff has to happen for that to happen. The but if you beat LSU, the ACC championship game gets in the playoff, and the winner gets in. No, not well, not necessarily. The winner doesn't have to get in. So the winner don't get in, but the loser Dep- does. Depends. Yeah, it's happened. 
SEC. It's happened. It only could, happens with the SEC. It could happen with the SEC. That's for, the only, for a, they got that's the the only conference it happens with because college football is an SEC party <laughs> that they invite everybody else to. Florida State's got the potential to have that happen, though, because Florida they State is. They are not losing the championship game of the ACC and getting invited to the party. It's just saying happening. 12, you know, 12 and one. Yeah, they. that's where they open the door. And they bring in that other SEC team. Come on in, Alabama. <laughs> Come on in. Better competition. You guys played North Alabama Lions in November. You can't come. <laughs> Might be some truth to that. We'll have to wait and see. Tonight, the Powerball jackpot is at the third richest of all time. Why is this in the rundown, people? Because it's $1 billion. <laughs> it's a billion with a B. What's Powerball tonight is one billion. <laughs> Does this interest you at all? Zero, nothing, none. Would you drive to the border to go buy Powerball? Because the lines are going to be 200 people deep at Prim in Nevada. Oh, we got brigade people that will drive for us if you want to go. <laughs> okay, first and foremost. Second of all, no, I would not. I used to do this all the time. And then somebody in the office or something would put together, hey, here's 20, here's 20, here's 20. You go and here's 20. And they would come back with 100 tickets. And then you would talk about it for a day or two about what, what you, you were going to do with the money, who was going to pick it up, what would and you all do? that other stuff. Would you take the lump sum or would you take it the annuity? Which would you do? Give me the money. You want, want the you, bag. I want the money. You want the bag and the taxes. Well, the problem with that is I don't think I would do it because I have a nine-year-old. Okay. I'll take the annuity. And But you got to make sure that she gets it if something happens to me. Of course. Yeah. You put it, I mean, the annuity would be uh, in totality, you would get. Depends on the state, but like if you were living in the state of Iowa, the annuity would be $571 million when all said and done after taxes. Chef Benny's our lottery expert. He said, always take the lump sum. I lump was sum. told always okay. take the lump sum. So the always. lump sum in Iowa would be $294 million mm. versus $571 million with the annuity. Over 20 years. Correct. Give me the annuity. I would not take one lump sum. Give it to me. I mean, it's a billion. Yeah, we got a lot of people in here watching this right now. Annuity or cash? Which one do you want if you win this thing? It's crazy. All winners automatically pay 24% in federal withholding tax on their winning, which is considered income. However, almost certainly the winners will pay another 13% in federal taxes when they file their tax return as the millions of dollars will put them into the top tax bracket of 37%. Then you have the state income tax, which goes 2.9% to 10.9%. Eight states don't charge income taxes on lottery winnings, however. California, Florida, New Hampshire, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Wyoming, and Washington. So if you are in those states, you want to be buying the tickets in those states. So go to Prim, buy it in California. And then Alabama, Alaska, Hawaii, Nevada, and Utah, we do not participate in Powerball at all. So. Annuity, cash, cash, lump sum, lump check mark. 
I mean, the difference is the, the difference is pretty dramatic. Like the, the well, difference in New Hampshire is 291 million or 564 million. Cash lump. You can grow it more in that time frame. Barton, Barton okay. said you could grow it more. He's right about that. Most likely okay. straight cash, homie, Konowinski. <laughs> Give me one of those big fat checks and right. ring call Brandon ring call. Joel Onler said, give me that big annuity. I thought he was going to say, give me that big something else. Oh, my goodness. Still get robbed with taxes, Akbar. You do. Might as well make it $500 million. You still get robbed with taxes. I heard it's better to take the lump sum because you don't want the government to be in full control of the big uh, chunk of your money. Fair. Lake Show Magazine. I mean, look. Jeff Benny would know. So, I mean, obviously they've run the math and they've figured it out that it sounds like the annuity would be the lump sum would be the better move, but it just would kind of kick me in the groin to say, I want a billion. What was your take home? 300 million. That's that. I mean, welcome to this world. Like this $700 million in taxes. I had to give away more than half of the money that I won. I had to give it up. You just went through a divorce. I, mean, I know. You give away a lot of things. You got to give know, away half to get the freedom. I mean, give me the three hundred million. We'll figure out how to, you know, make it five hundred, and we'll grow it that way. I mean, what a scam for the government, though. By the way, <laughs> I mean, let's pull a number that every time we pull the number, if it grows really big, we make a lot of money on it. <laughs> we win every time. One person in the in the in the community, you win one in a lightning strike, but the government wins every single time. Every time. Now you bad. <laughs> Jay Buck, good to see you, Buckley. He said, "Give me the loot." Mikey Awesome said, "Give taking the lump sum to ODU." Benny said it's definitely a donkey kick in the nuts to taxes. Yeah, that's <laughs> brutal. I mean, that's just like I couldn't imagine. Like, I won a billion. No, you didn't. But yeah, I didn't know you didn't. You won 300 million. That's oh. it's the worst. Like at the at the sports book. Yeah. When you hit something over 300 to one, okay, they keep 20% automatically out of the like. So you hit a parlay. Okay. Pace, you know, a, a, a 10 teamer pace. 400 to one or whatever it is. Okay. So you put the ticket in a machine and it says they're going to collect 20,000, right? That, that, that's what it says on their ticket. You put it in and it comes up with the code and you hit the code and then it spits the payout out. And at 20,000 immediately becomes uh 15.5 because it keep of the 20,000, 10%, 20%, is and then another five it's 15 because of the taxes but okay here's my question in nevada there's no state income tax is that yeah, the federal tax they keep that's the federal yeah 25 percent federal tax they keep yeah so that's that means a, so if you, you don't do it, get what you like you're talking about not getting what you say that you were getting or not right. getting what they're advertising that you won it's a very uncomfortable situation. It happens in horse racing too. Guy hit a pick six. He was winning one hundred eighty thousand. We're going to pay him one hundred eighty thousand. Well, that was less uh, thirty six and nine forty five dimes. Wow! He got one hundred eighty thousand less forty five. He really only got one thirty five. But. Is that for DraftKings, FanDuel, everyone else as well? Do, do they do that? Oh, that's a federal. Th I mean, 
I, I know it is in Nevada. I don't know. I would assume that it's a 300 to one or more odds thing is, I think that's universal across wow. the country. Yeah. So that stinks. It does stink. <laughs> That stinks. That's absolutely brutal to do that. Uh, Mikey we'll also said if he wins, he's going to be the flagship sponsor. We're Thank you, a studio sir. with a golf simulator. I love like it. Our boys. Let's, let's do it good. up for sure. Uh, we can do the whole show inside of the inside of sports. Uh, maybe, probably not, but we just real fast. I'm going to do better to book it. So Rockingham Park. That's where I placed my first ever bet with my grandfather, Grandpa Joe, at the horse track. What is this place? What is it's this place? Gone. They build a mall. They built a mall, the Rockingham Park Mall, on top of the racetrack. They built okay. it, right? They're, they're building put, they're putting a casino in inside the in the mall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean they made my first bet. They're putting a casino at Rockingham Park. Is this a good idea? <laughs> no, it's an absolutely <laughs> horrible idea. It's an awful idea by New Hampshire. It's just really funny that the place I made my first ever bet is now being turned. It was first was turned into a mall. And now in the mall, they're making a casino because the Sears were not a business. So in the place that they have Sears, the end of the whole, if you know the Rockingham Park Mall, there's at the far end of it is where the Sears used to be. Sears were not a business. They're putting a casino in there now. <laughs> I just don't understand. Right? Like, Bad idea. so you said the articles and I'm reading them. And I'm like, I can't wait to ask him about this place because, all right, it was a track and they destroyed the track. Yep. And not that there's always unsavory characters, but the track becomes a place of not ill repute, but it's not always a clean cuff. Like you're not taking my grandfather a, a lived there. Yes, my great grandfather went. He took his eight year old grandson there. Well, <laughs> that's the, the that's fine, but like you're not going on a date to get a title no. shot. Let's go to the track right. and no. destroy. No, no, ever. No, okay, never. right. So then they knock it down and they build a mall. And I'm thinking, okay, this is probably like one of those like malls that like only the locals go to, and it probably. No, because everyone from Matt from Mass drives up ninety three to go to it because no, no, there's no sales tax in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. So, so everybody, it, everyone from Northern Mass, everybody in the Merrimack Valley, everyone, you know, Tingsboro, Lowell, Lawrence, Matt, Andover, all of us went to the Rockingham Park Mall. Okay, so decent traffic then. You get decent yeah. traffic at the mall. Yes. Okay. So because they did this at this at this Greensburg Salem Mall in Pittsburgh, they built a gambling. I believe the word, the term they used was parlor. Like they set up a casino inside okay. the mall for old people and all the blue hairs to feed the machines and blow all their money and all their social security checks and everything else. Yep. Bad idea. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible idea. It's absolutely a terrible idea. But it's, you know, they have a, a mall that's dying, like every mall in America. They're all dying and they don't know what to do because no one's driving anymore from my part of the Massachusetts, no one's going up there anymore because you just buy it on Amazon and save the gas and driving, you know, 30 minutes up. And, you know, it's a, it's a round trip, 45 minute drive for some people to go up to the Rockingham Park Mall. Don't need to do that anymore. It's all on your phone. Da, 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 about myself. So the mall's dying and Sears goes out of business. They have this huge anchor tenant. They don't know what to do with it. And so they go. Make it into a casino. <laughs> what old is new? We had a racetrack. It was back to the roots of Rockingham Park, which is now going to be, you know, I want to know, are, are they going to put that fake? Book there? Are, are they going to put that fake racetracking, that, 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 that race betting machine that have the horses run Sigma around? Sigma Derby. Yeah, put that in there. <laughs> They're putting it in there. It said it in the article. It did it? Nice. 
I missed that it part. It said Great. they're putting the artificial horse racing machines Perfect. in this new place. I'm what like, old is new? It's all it's all coming around. It's all coming back. <laughs> it's too good. I love it. It's absolutely. I phenomenal. can't believe it. I read the article. I said we got to go do a show from there. Boy, that's not a nice part of New Hampshire. <laughs> no, that's Salem. That's not a nice part of New Hampshire. Do you think they're gonna have? Do you think they're gonna have a sports book in this joint? Probably. I mean, there's DraftKings has the Seabrook book, and they're building more books in that general area. So yeah, my my gut tells me that there would be a book of some sort coming. <sighs> there's a huge mall in Pittsburgh called the Century Three Mall. Yeah. It was groundbreaking at the time. Stores upon stores, levels upon levels. Parking lot was huge. They just announced this morning they're condemning it. Oh, yeah. It right. It's closed. It's done. It's yeah. amazing. Balls I, I feel like away. I feel like when the movie Casino had that last shot of all the old casinos being torn down. That's kind of how all the malls of our life are going. They're all being yep. torn down. Yep. All of they're all just yep. they're, they're not working. You have to find different ways to get people to shop in person, and it's not easy to do it. And they're all to come into an, an environment. We have one mall indoors here in Vegas, by the way, guys. We have one on the strip because those you guys who come out of town, you're the one going to fashion show. No one else goes to fashion show really. Every other mall is outdoors. I love fashion show. Madeline loves fashion show too. You must do the shoe stores. Douche Daily just came in and said the casino is going into the old Sears at yes. the Pheasant Lane Mall in Nashua, not the Rockingham Mall in Salem. Oh, possible. sure, it's possible, but that's not what the article said. The article okay. said Rockingham. I'm just reading you what Deuce Daly said. Thank you for joining the show and being in, involved. I in mean, I show. read that wrong. It's a, it's the same story, though. I mean, I lived in Nashua. I worked in Nashua. I've been to the Pheasant Lane Mall a ton. I had tons of clients in the Nashua. I ran two stations in Manchester and Nashua. So I know that mall really, really well. Actually, actually, I lived. My townhouse was a half a mile from that mall. Really? When I lived there. Yeah. When I worked there. I had a, I had a townhouse that was right by the mall. Did you eat at the food court at the mall? All the time. Loved it. It was great. I loved you. When you're broke, like, oh, I loved I mean, it. Single. Phenomenal. Yeah. No, I was single. I was, I was, I was with Teresa. I was, I was, I was, uh, I oh, lived this there. Was, this was later. This was, oh, yeah. this was your, your second trip around back. the sun. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, this is when I was a general manager. I, was, I ran the stations. This is in oh. my 30s. Yeah. This is when I was 32 to 36, seven, somewhere in that range. Yeah. This was marriage. This was all that stuff when I went there, the Pheasant Lane Mall. Interesting. Uh, Sports Grid, thank you so much. We appreciate you guys being here. That's phenomenal. If you're on YouTube and Twitter, please do not move. It is time for bonus time. Now I got to read that story. I got to figure out if I got that story wrong. Especially I um, want to thank the people in Italy watching. The right. Show. Yeah. We get the, that's my favorite thing about today, which we'll get to. Um, John just came in the chat and said, um, Westmoreland County in Pennsylvania has a casino at the mall now for three years. The casino is packed all day, especially wow. the slots. Of course it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, the sports book in the area is terrible. It's I mean, always it's, the afterthought. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always it's, the toy to play. Here's the problem with the Pheasant Lane Mall, just, just to put it around, because Rockingham Mall, actually, it's different. I think the series is when I, when I visit there, too. But the, but the Nashua Mall draws a ton from Lowell and Lawrence. 
which is where I lived as well. So I lived in Lowell, Lowell. in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Yeah. So I lived okay. in Lowell, worked in Nashua. The station okay. was in Nashua. We had two signals, one in Manchester, one in Nashua. So I lived in Lowell and then moved to New Hampshire eventually. But when I moved back, I lived in Lowell. So you drive up route three, which is a quick little run. If people from Mass stop going up there, which they have stopped going up there, Salem and Nashville, New Hampshire, both have seen dramatic changes in things going out of business and just your anchor tenants are dying. I mean, like, do you think our kids are going to know, like Madeline and I guess your older kids would, would, but like when, when, when Kendall and Maddie are like driving age 16, are box stores going to exist? It feels I like they're know all going to exist in seven years. Our kids are all going to be driving in seven years. Yes, in seven years. I'll be driving. I have no idea what's going to exist. The cars may fly. <laughs> Not going to fly. But I don't know. Box store. Like it, it takes a lot for me to go into a box store. Like I like. There's just not like, like, what do you mean? Cardboard box store? What are you talking? No, about? big box stores. Like remember best, remember uh circuit city? Of course. They were okay. our biggest competition for my dad's store. And, Ralph's and they're dead. Was a, and they're dead. They right? died, yeah. They're gone. Yeah. Best buy will go next. Best buy is headed that way. I still like walking into best buy. Well, cause you're 52. Well, I know, but I like to just why. see everything. I know, but no one else does. I, but I don't, I don't really go very often. Anymore. Okay. I really don't. Have you seen what's going on in downtown Summerlin here? The two box stores are out. Bye-bye, baby. Gone. Best Buy, gone. They're all going. That All those box stores, all that right by Trader Joe's, yeah. all of them, they're all going out of business. <laughs> they're all going. So that mall right in downtown Summerlin, that mall is wow. in trouble. That mall is in big, big trouble. There are people not the big box stores, the Macy's, all those down there are all in trouble. Mm. So this idea of like... Boutique small mom and pop shops are going to be, I think, what our kids are going to be shopping at more and more. That's what because, I grew up in. I yeah. Mean, that was my dad's store. That's what, that's what we did. It was because you're going to have unique things that nobody else carries. So if you need something of a generic nature, you're going to buy it on your phone. You're going to buy it on Amazon. It's going to be delivered by a robot from by a, by a drone. It's going to drop it on your doorstep. And then if you need to go shopping, you're going to go to a store that has something very unique to go buy it. It's a fascinating, huh. we're in a fascinating time right now in terms of retail economy and retail marketing and everything. I still it's, think COVID changed everything. It did. It, it, it changed sped everything ever. up. It sped everything up. We were always headed this way, but the idea of going to a nine to five and punching a clock and sitting behind a desk and, and having your boss keep track of you, that is gone. That that's never coming back. Like they're trying to bring people back out of the houses, but I, I mean, more people, I know more people working from home than I do who go to an office still. It's true. And why pay the retail space? Why pay the overhead cost? There's no need to it. Well, because just, now it's super costly. I mean, right. like before it was, you know, affordable. I mean, they, they, I mean, the company walked into our, our store, my dad's store and tripled the rent overnight. Whoa. said, we're tripling the rent. What do you want to do? I said, what do you mean you're tripling the rent? Yeah, we're tripling the rent. You got three months. He said, I'm not tripling. I've been here 35 years. Wow. The store's been here. The store's been here 50 years. You're tripling the rent and you're giving me three months notice? Out of business. Pushed them out of business. Closed the doors. They're never, they never opened the gate. It's still says Ralph's Discount City on the sign in downtown Pittsburgh. 
never put a tenant in there since. I still can't figure out. I will get to the bottom of it, but One that's day. how that that's how that went down. And our family's lives changed like that. Wow. So businesses aren't at the mercy of landlords anymore. Right. Yeah. And this was in a prime downtown area spot, volume of the business. I mean, we were doing $20 million a year. Damn. Gone. Evaporated. All that history, all that work, defending wow. downtown, gone. So you're right. Like uh, uh, malls are, uh, uh, businesses are making decisions that we're not paying that rent. We're we out. don't need to. We can be an online presence. If you have a name, like a Best Buy, you've got people shopping. I mean, I walk into Best Buy all the time and I'm like, there used to be so much more things here for sale. <laughs> there used to be so many more things you carried. Yep. And yep. now you're just carrying what people are buying. You're not, you're very tight with your inventory. You don't have what you used to have because I've been told numerous times when I've been looking for something and they go, oh yeah, we only sell that online now. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't carry that. We don't have that space anymore to be eaten up by this product. You want to buy that? Go ahead, go buy it online. And I'm like, you're just migrating to an online store. You're just slowly whittling away, getting people used to buying online. So then you could do what's happening in downtown Summerlin. You just close the store and say, we don't need to have these. All those jobs, all that transportation, all those things that go on, shipping costs, gone. Bye. Right. I mean, we're, we're living in a, such a unique part and it's it's impacting people in the audience, I'm sure. People who are, you know, everything dealing with, you know, what they've done for their life and then what they've built their careers on. And oh yeah, by the way, um, we don't need that anymore. <laughs> like, wait, what do you mean? I've worked here for 10 years. doesn't matter. We're done. Thanks. We're doing something else now. It's, whew, weird time. It makes it, makes it very difficult to, what's the word I'm looking for to be a loyal employee. Oh, and there's not, you're absolutely right. There's not at all. Look at Changed the problems. Everything. They can't keep people. I mean, they're trying no. desperately to keep, they can't find people to work. I mean, that's everybody right now is struggling from, you know, a quick supermarket up to a fine dining establishment. Keeping your employees is a problem. <laughs> Finding people who want to work is a problem. Yep. Lowest unemployment in the last 50 years. And it's causing big, big issues with a lot of people who just can't find the works available. Finding the people who want to work is also is a pretty big concern and it's causing places to go out of business. Yes. They can't staff it. So they can't deliver to their employees, to their customers. Incredible. Really wild, wild time, the times we're living in. Ooh, wait, why didn't that fire? Hold on, that didn't fire. That was a first. Hit the button, it didn't fire. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Under eight and a half, Marlins Cardinals. You crazy, son. I, I think Alcantara is going to start to pitch well. This game is actually going on live. Sorry, this game actually started. This game, it was it was now, it's four to two, top of the fourth. So that bet's dead. Okay, good. So there we go. There'll be an old one start. I bet the under, I tried to do it. That was a mistake. Uh, okay, Red Sox, first five run line is minus 135 against your Oakland A's, the jersey you're wearing. Yeah. Red Sox got blanked three nothing yesterday. Brian Bellow day on getaway baseball day for the Red Sox. Betting it or booking it. Gigantic line. Now, yeah, it spiked. Minus 225. Oh, it was 220 last night. Okay, so it didn't move up too much. Yeah. Um. Scary, right? I, I All three of these bets today are scary for me. <laughs> I could go in three very easily today. 
first five run line. So you're laying a half a run. Yep. Got to be leading after five. Correct. I'm gonna say no. I'm like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna book it I'll, because we might be tied. One one two two. Money line was minus one fifty four. I'd rather do that. Nah, I'm not doing that. Red Sox. I, I I'm confident they'll bounce back. They'll, they'll bounce back against the A's. Well, the money line insurance for fifteen more fifteen more cents. You push and it's okay. Yeah, but I think they're going to be winning though. I'd rather lay less juice and they're going to be winning. That's fine. You only lose. You only God, you lose. Juice only matters when you lose. That's one of my right. favorite, it's my okay. favorite lines from the brigade from the, our our Discord channel. Yeah. Juice only matters when you lose. And then finally, this is I thought the under was going to be scary. This one's really scary. Diamondbacks last night plus one and a half runs, even money against the Braves. Why not? So. The Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks are 29 and 16 on the run line on the road this year. That's good. They're losing one run games. And they're 27 and 18 straight up on the road this year. So you've got Morton going. Two of his last four games have been a one run win for the Braves. I think we bet this. I like this. Scary, but yeah. They won 16 13 yesterday. Playoff atmosphere type game. Be very like curious it. to see. So we'll go. We'll go yeah, with that. All I right, like we're it. Bet, so we're betting that. Favorite thing about today is what? Um, wake up to a bunch of alerts, texts, whatever, and I get the one from Dewey, our friend mm. Todd Dewey, uh, Las Vegas Review Journal reporter, that says he's in in Rome. <laughs> he's been. Texting pictures and tweeting pictures and stuff yeah. at uh, at Todd Dewey, and he says, "I wake up, or I'm in Rome in my hotel watching TV, and who's on my screen?" And he has a picture of me on the screen, and he's like, "You're an international sensation. Love you, brother." Um, and he tags me. I just started laughing, and I sent it to both you and my wife. And my wife can't believe it. She thinks that he's <laughs> sitting down, like you know, at the Bellagio, right, fake, fake Italy, right, taking pictures of of the screen or something. And you really just don't know Mm-mm. who's watching, right? Mm-mm. So between that and then, Volano reached out and said he saw something, and he's got to get back to town. And he's asking about the brigade proxy service and all, all this right. other stuff. Come and I on. said, we can help you. You, can, yeah. you know, he lives in California full time. I said, we'll put the picks in. It's no problem. You know, so favorite thing about today, got a shout out from Italy. Bellissimo. You know, me, uh, my, my friend Todd and hello to Volano. Sign up for the Brigade Proxy Service. We'll put all the picks in. All you got to do is come to town once. We'll have multiple opportunities to come to town and meet us. Hopefully, we'll know by the end of this week, do you think? Can we get it nailed? It's Wednesday. Can we get somebody nailed down by Friday? For this weekend? No, for 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 the 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 stuff that we got in August. Those weekends you talked about. The Bet Bash weekend, the Super Contest weekend, the Circuit Contest weekend. Yes. 
we'll have something hopefully nailed down in the next couple of days. We'll tell yes. you guys to come. Yes. Maybe we'll have a reunion. Yes. Show. Very much, very much, very much so. Uh, two things. One, my poor brother. <laughs> this, is a, this is a good and a bad story. It did not rain again. Oh, no, it got worse. So oh, no. because of all the rain, he had a roofing problem on one of his buildings. Okay. So my brother climbed up on top of a 14-foot high ladder. That's scary as hell. Ladder slipped. Oh, tell me that. What happened? Brother fell 14 feet directly onto his heel. Didn't break it, but brother Ben's now in a walking boot for the next couple of weeks because he can't walk. <laughs> so this These is farmers the- don't get help. They just do everything themselves. Yep. But the governor of Massachusetts and the lieutenant governor of Massachusetts tomorrow will be on the farm surveying the damage done by the farm, by the, by the floods. So with that comes news coverage, with that comes television stations. So the hope is, is that, because as what normally happens, right? You start a GoFundMe, it's hot and busy for the first four or five days, and then it really cools down. People lose track of it and they cool down. So they didn't hit their goal. So the hope is that with the Lieutenant Governor and the Governor of Mass heading to the farm tomorrow, that there will be uh, some extra news coverage, extra media coverage on it to kind of highlight what's going on with that. So good news, bad news. Good news. They got the governor, lieutenant governor, going to the farm in Western Mass. That's awesome for the mayor, for the governor of Massachusetts. But my brother's in a walking boot because he fell off a 14-foot high ladder onto his heel. And so he's he's laid up. So uh, I, I told him to watch the show today. I don't know if he did or he didn't, but he's been he's been sitting, you know, it's it's hot. It's not fun. He's been texting me going, why is it 120 degrees in Vegas? And I said, I don't know. We're asking the same questions as to it goes. Folks, hit the like button and subscribe button. We appreciate everything tomorrow. Two guests for you guys tomorrow. Spanky from Spanky Odds and Spanky's Bet Bash here in Vegas will be with us to talk about that. We're going to talk a little baseball as well with our friend Mark Malusis. Moose coming in tomorrow as well. So two guests on a Thursday, Friday. We got a couple of things in the cooker as well for Friday. So Dave, Matt, talk to you guys tomorrow. Yes. Leave a comment.